Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar, Product and Case Selection. You will earn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you will receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your individual and doctor site account. Please note you are able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you will have the opportunity to ask text questions, which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance if we are unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on the Academy tab of your Invisalign doctor site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous access for programs anytime for CE hours. It's now my distinct pleasure to introduce our speakers today, Dr. Kotteman and Dr. Sorrental. Dr. Bill Kotteman received the level of top 1% Invisalign provider in 2010, providing Invisalign treatment to his patients since 2000. He has been in private practice since 1978 in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. He currently practices his two sons with his two sons, Dr. Kotterman, attended the University of Iowa College of Ministry, followed by the University of Minnesota, where he obtained his master's degree and certificate in orthodontics. He is a diplomat of the American Board of Orthodontics and holds two patents related to aesthetic orthodontic wires. Dr. Kotterman has treated over 2,500 patients with Invisalign. He has presented more than 400 lectures throughout the United States, Canada, China, Brazil, and France, including four Invisalign summits in the United States and one in Singapore. Dr. Rene Sturmental is the Global Clinical Development Director at Align Technology, where he has worked since February 2003. He is involved in all of the treatment planning initiatives for Invisalign, including the development of ClinCheck Pro and ClinCheck Web Software. He is also a member of the Align Technology faculty team and lectures extensively. Prior to joining Align Technology, Dr. Sorrental worked in the private practice as an orthodontist in Caracas, Venezuela from 1989 to 2002 and as a general dentist from 1984 to 1989. He earned his dental and orthodontic degrees from Universidad Central de Venezuela, Caracas. So without further delay, I'll turn the program over to Drs. Kotteman and Dr. Sorrental. Dr. Sorrental, you now have the floor. Hello and good morning. Thank you, Stacy, for your introduction. Uh, I'll cover the initial part of the presentation and then hand it off to Dr. Kotteman. So what we're covering today is an overview of the Invisalign product portfolio, how to differentiate products based on clinical needs and select them, and then Dr. Kotteman will extensively cover case studies and how to apply these principles to the case selection or, or, or product selection. So let's dive right in. That's not me, by the way, but I'm looking close to that. <laughs> so let's take a look at the Invisalign portfolio. Um, back in 2018, we did a pretty large reorganization to make it more patient-centric so that ordering allows for customization based on the patient's needs. We added comprehensive, express, first comprehensive, comprehensive phase two, and removed the full and team products that we used to have. This provided flexibility also to add team features and compliance indicators across the portfolio to all products, where before it was only limited to team. However, as we review everything into 2019, uh, we still see that the portfolio is too complex and that there is a gap between Invisalign-like Invisalign <clears throat> and comprehensive that we wanted to address. In order to do this, 
we have a simplified view of the new adult and teen patient portfolio where we're organizing it based on the malocclusion type from uh, very mild to mild, mild to moderate, and moderate to severe. So you can see that the offerings we're highlighting are in, for very mild to mild Invisalign Express 5 and the Invisalign Express package with up to seven, with seven stages, five and seven respectively. Um, in the mild to moderate, we have the Invisalign Light package with 14 stages and the new Invisalign Moderate package with up to 20 stages uh, that was introduced about a month or so ago. And then finally, the Invisalign Comprehensive package that has no limit to the number of aligners. You can see some of the clinical scope uh, considerations and pricing um, and additional policies, and you'll be able to look at this in detail um, in your uh, Invisalign doctor site as well. What we want to focus here today is in the clinical product differentiation. So there are several considerations in terms of malocclusion types or intent to treat approaches and so forth that you can see here but we'd like to focus on the main clinical ones, uh, which are the weekly aligner changes, which are recommended for all products except for the very mild to mild because of the very short total duration of treatment time. Um, we need more time with those to allow the physiology uh, of the patient to respond. Um, we have some guidelines for AP correction where it's obviously not recommended in the very mild to mild, Express 5 and Express package. Um, it's really possible but not recommended in the light and moderate, although you can, although you can treat mild uh, or mild to moderate AP correction, provided the number of stages allows you to do what you intend. Um, this is roughly the equivalent of uh, a quarter cost or maybe quarter to half cost uh, correction, depending again on methodology. Um, you have of course, increasing um, amounts of crowding uh, per arch as the case complexity increases and the total number of stages allows for more correction. Um, you can see the rotation limits, again, based on the number of stages. And uh, whether overbite is recommended to correct or not. So for the very mild to mild Express 5 and 7, we don't recommend it. There's just not enough stages. Uh, for mild to moderate, you can correct slightly, uh, slight amounts of overbite per arch, two and two and a half millimeters per arch, and of course, no limits in any consideration for the moderate to severe incomprehensive. I'd like now to uh, hand this off to Dr. Coleman, who is going to review some cases and discuss how he uses the Invisalign product selection considerations in his practice. Dr. Coleman, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Renee. I'm very happy to share this uh, stage with you and looking very much forward to um, spending here the next 45 minutes with, with you all to uh, uh, go over the cases. Uh, and so the, the first thing that I want to get into is to um, talk about the products have changed. I have been using Invisalign now for 20 years, in fact. And the, the key still has to be what is the malocclusion, what is going to be the very best way to treat the patient, and then ultimately um, uh, accept the appropriate product to, to, to use with the goal, of course, minimizing uh, lab costs and having the most efficient treatment. 
but I want to stress my goal is not to make the um, patient fit the product, but to have the right product for, for the patient's problem. So let's get into this and let's start looking at uh, some cases together. And so we're going to go through about five cases or so, depending on what time allows for us, and hopefully uh, examine what case is appropriate. So let's take our first look at uh, new, a 27-year-old female. And she presented class one. She's bimaxillary protrusive. She has an anterior open bite that is uh, causing uh, both an anterior crossbite uh, and accompanied with a tongue thrust. And so her chief complaint when we look at her is a couple things. Uh, she feels her teeth stick out too far, and she's also unhappy with the, the gap as far as being able to chew, and you can even see her tongue position there in between her front teeth. And so my treatment plan then, of course, is let's fix what's wrong. Uh, let's close the bite. Let's uh, retract those anteriors. When we look at her smile, uh, it could also... Um, uh, use a little broadening uh, as well. And her, her pan is not remarkable other than we can see the, the depression from the tongue causing the open bite. And certainly we see the bimaxillary protrusion. Uh, so we most definitely want to retract those uh, incisors. So therefore my treatment plan is let's do some expansion to gain some arch length as well as help with the uh, the, the width of her smile. Uh, we'll probably need to do some IPR. And we certainly want to extrude the teeth anteriorly, intrude them posteriorly so that we can close down that open bite. And I'm also a very firm believer in my philosophy in doing over corrections at the very end of the rotations and the in and outs that the anterior teeth represent because I found if I can do that, most oftentimes I can uh, eliminate or certainly reduce the need for having to order additional aligners to finish the case off exactly the way I want it to go. So before we look at the ClinCheck, what product makes sense to use for her malocclusion? And as Dr. Sterenthal uh, just went over, we certainly have different degrees of severity and, and then a product suited to that. So right now, not in, in, even thinking about the cost of the lab bill, what do you think it will take to finish her case time-wise? And therefore, what product makes sense? Well, because uh, New was a good class one, her, her open bite was just a couple millimeters. We're looking at doing some um, uh, mild expansion uh, we felt overall that this should be probably about uh, a nine to 10 month treatment. Uh, and so then um, hopefully we can get things done uh, more quickly than we can with, I'm not sharing. Excuse me one second. I see that my, my sharing is not going through. So hold on one second. I will do it again. And I apologize for 
we're always going to seem to have a, a technical snafu sometimes here, right? So let's try that again. And I shows that I'm sharing here at my end, everyone. So um, if I can get from some other administrators to make sure that they are not seeing my sharing, but uh, hopefully it's all gone through. And if it has not, uh, please let me know. Were we able to see the um, slides of me at the beginning here? I'm going to continue yes, we, on. We, we, we can okay. see it. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for your response. So uh, I'm going to continue on then, and actually, since I've got her slide back up, as I was saying, based on what I see as a severity, there aren't a lot of, uh, there's a lot of issues, but not a lot of major issues. In other words, we need to close the bite uh, a few millimeters, uh, and we also need to do the expansion and, and retract those teeth. And so, as I was saying, um, if we look at the packages, um, we can consider the fact that we can improve the overbite um, roughly two and a half millimeters per arch with the moderate package. So that might make some sense to consider. Uh, time frame wise, um, based on what needs to be done, we hopefully should be able to get the case done uh, in, in around the six-month range. So uh, I did treat this case some time ago before the moderate package was available, but certainly today uh, I would choose the moderate package. So let's take a look uh, at, at her case. And based on those incisor uh, positions, I also, in my treatment notes, ordered some overcorrections to do some movement specific to overcorrecting the position of those incisors. And, and that will make some sense when we look at the first ClinCheck that came back. So let's look at that case as it loads here and see what, what came back from, from uh, the initial ClinCheck. And it did provide a little bit of IPR and actually somewhat in a random way in the goal, I, I think, was to help correct the um, alignment as far as the mild uh, class two it was there. But clearly, when we look at the finish, we got our extrusion and we got our bite closing. We also can see there's intrusion of the posterior teeth, which shortens the treatment time but we did not get nearly the amount of retraction that I felt that we needed. And so in order to improve that, uh, we sent this back. And what I did is I added a lot of um, retraction in the ClinCheck. And as we look at these uh, first uh, ClinChecks, I want to stress the key is when you want to change something, get comfortable in using the 3D controls rather than having to communicate back and forth to the tech. And for those of you that right now have not used them a lot, 
Uh, it's something to very much get comfortable with because it is so much quicker to get your cases to turn around. So in, in New's case, I saw that I wanted to retract those teeth. So I'm simply, with the 3D control, I'm holding the control key down on the keyboard, and now I can tip those lower incisors back a little bit. And I can do that on the upper teeth. And so you can see I can, can do my changes very, very, very quickly. And as I'm doing that, to make those changes, we also will see that we can actually increase the IPR. It will increase. And in this case, of course, it increased more than we'd wanted to. So we'll go around and, and adjust the IPR with the 3D controls. So that's exactly how I set that case up. And so now um, with the, the movements I made that I wanted without talking to the tech, um, this is the ClinCheck that came back. And you can see we've got a lot of IPR, but no great single amount, and it's distributed around the teeth better. And we also still do have a little uh, extra IPR on that right-hand side to help with the, uh, the midline. So now we can see we've got a nice overbite correction uh, looking at the retraction, we definitely um, brought the teeth back more, and we have a total of 18 aligners when we include our overcorrections, which I'll just briefly allude to here. So if we look at the upper arch, initially we saw that lateral was lingual, this tooth was rotated, and so in the overcorrection then, we're slightly overcorrecting. Uh, three stages is typically what we'll see. If we look at the lower arch, very similar. So we looked at where we started with the position and the rotation of those centrals, and they're, they're slightly overcorrected. And I want to do that so that I know if my aligners don't express themselves 100%, we'll get where we want to go. And so six weeks in, we are already starting to see news bite closed down uh, as we're getting both intrusion in the molars and extrusion of the anteriors. Twelve weeks in, uh, the bite is just about closed down already. Eighteen weeks in, we still have some heavy anterior contacts just a little bit as the, the lag of the aligners is still evident. Uh, very, very mild posterior open bite. Uh, but we're, we're essentially there. We have a slight overcorrection uh, expressing itself of that upper lateral. So we went ahead and ordered the Viveras from the ClinCheck. It's a point I want to stress. If we want to detail the case, um, I would recommend ordering it from the ClinCheck so you have a prescription retainer holding the teeth where you want them. And here you can see her at Vivera placement a couple weeks later how that bite has closed down in the posterior. And uh, she was quite happy with her smile change. And it was a relatively speedy treatment, a five-month treatment, 18 aligners changed every week. Uh, retention, we looked at the ClinCheck, chose what stage we wanted the Viveras made, just a hint of overcorrection. 
so that we could preserve our finish. And so you can see there's the completely overcorrected ClinCheck. There's where she finished. So we're typically always going to be just a little short clinically, which is why I like to do overcorrections for my aesthetics. And you can see how nicely the bite closed down. So no refinements. Let's look at an uh, uh, older patient now to consider um, uh, what needs to be done on, a may on, on maybe a tougher moving case as far as based on the patient's age and the fa fact now that we have a deep bite that needs to be corrected. She had previous orthodontics, uh, orthodontics as a child, and she's actually in for improvement of the crowding uh, of her lower arch, and ultimately she's planning on having um, restorative done to um, lengthen that upper left central. She's also quite crowded in the upper. So the things we need to consider uh, with this patient uh, is the fact that we've got uh, a deep bite to open, and if you look you can see it's a fair amount of opening we want to achieve, particularly if we are going to create enough space for restorative. Uh, we're not planning on changing her AP, uh, even though it's not a perfect class one. She's had crowns done to this existing occlusion, so it's best to leave it alone. Uh, looking at herself, we can see, uh, again, not a severe overbite, but we need to open it up quite a bit to uh, allow for the restorative. So we're going to expand her posteriors, procline the anteriors, and then I need to intrude both anteriors to reduce the overbite and align for that buildup. And as always, I'm going to overcorrect my rotations and my in and outs. So what would be the case um, that we would use, what product would we, would we use, I should say, for this case? Well, we can, again, look back at our overbite uh, protocols, and the moderate uh, is designed up to two and a half inch uh, millimeters uh, per arch, but we saw in this patient, it looks like we need to go four or five millimeters uh, and again, an adult is a patient that the teeth are not going to respond like a 12-year-old. Uh, so to, to answer the question, we pretty much need to do um, a full comprehensive case on a malocclusion such as Kim's. So for special instructions, I just needed to add uh, a note that we need to intrude the upper left incisor more than the right and so we're actually asking for an open bite on that side to allow for enough room for the restorative. And then I do have a pretty long laundry list of subtle overcorrections to rotate uh, and move the incisors in the cuspids in and out a little bit. So let's look at Kirkland check. So you can see we do have um, a, a very deep bite. And so we are setting it to that millimeter and a half of open bite. And this was, again, more than what we could expect to do 
with less than a comprehensive product. And a way you can look at that pretty easily is if you put the, the grid on and then you can actually superimpose and and see what what you're doing. And in the upper we're intruding two and a half millimeters. Uh, but in the in the lower arch, if we look at that arch, um, you can see how far the intrusion is going. And so this would certainly put it beyond the capability of a, uh, a less product than a comprehensive product. Now, so as not to confuse you, this is an old enough case. This was back in the two-week change era with different software protocol. And so um, uh, even though there's only a total of 24 aligners, uh, from the from day one, they're being changed every two weeks, and you can see that we have uh, again subtle overcorrections to overcorrect the uh, crowding that we saw initially in her arch. So now we look at our progress at 12 weeks, and it's opening up uh, fairly nicely. Uh, the crowding is starting to resolve. 24 weeks or six months into treatment, uh, the bite's substantially better. Crowding is getting better. 36 weeks in, and ultimately here she is at 48 weeks or her, her total treatment. And you can see that we've opened up the bite uh, adequately to the point now that she can have, have her, her work done. So you, the, the teeth lined up well, and by over-treating the overbite by roughly two millimeters, and that's what we find as a rule we need to do with a deep bite case, particularly in an adult. I'm always going to over-treat it by a couple millimeters. Uh, so this is not what the ClinCheck showed, but it's absolutely more than adequate for her restorative. So she was a 12-month treatment with 24 aligners at two-week intervals, and clearly, it needed to be a comprehensive treatment. Comparing it to the ClinCheck with the overcorrections, they were subtle. Um, I'm convinced that I not overcorrected the lower. Uh, we would have not made it all the way to a straight lower arch. And there we can see the bite is slightly deeper clinically than what the ClinCheck shows, which is, again, typical. So let's keep moving along. Uh, hopefully, we're plodding along a little bit faster than this poor bus driver here. Let's look at Andrea, 33-year-old, uh, missing second bicuspids. She had orthodontics as a, uh, a teenager, and she's had some spacing open up, and our challenge is that she needs to have her smile looking the way she wants it for a wedding coming up later in the, in the summer. And so if we, we look at her smile, we certainly do see a fairly large gap uh, between the laterals and the cuspids in the upper arch, um, some uh, mild spacing down below, and, and certainly a bit of, of protrusion. And so she wants to, to have certainly some, some better wedding photos than what this smile is going to uh, allow. So we need to intrude and retract both upper and lower anteriors. You do as much as we can for her in uh, the four months that she wants to give us, and again, overcorrect the rotations. So based on that, 
what do we think we can can use? Uh, looking at the, uh, the the severity level, uh, the um, movements are not all that great. I mean, uh, that we need to do. Uh, we don't have a lot of rotations to deal with. Um, clearly, she's in a rush. Um, overbite, not a big factor. Uh, and so uh, the thought is this might be a good light package, uh, something that uh, we should be able to get uh, uh, done relatively quickly. And so that's what we will will go with. So again, just based, in, and ultimately when you choose the product, it is going to be based a little bit on what you your clinical experience is. And of course that sometimes takes time to develop for those of you that are are new in in tr treating cases with aligners or just in treating in orthodontics in, in general, um, you know, you can always upgrade the package. So when you're choosing a case, um, do the right treatment. And if you don't have enough liners to do the movements that you want to do, um, you can always upgrade to uh, a, a more uh, involved package. So if we look at our first ClinCheck for Andrea, uh, it comes out actually pretty darn close. Uh, again, our goal is we are just only going to treat really the anterior teeth because she uh, um, is in a hurry, number one, but number two, she's got um, a, a cantilever bridge here um, waiting maybe on implants or whatever she's going to have done, so we're not going to make any major change. AP-wise. So the ClinCheck that came back um, does show um, some nice, nice retraction and uh, ultimately some really pretty good space closure. Uh, the only concern I have really is when I look carefully, um, there's a bit of overjet left and uh, if we look at the upper arch, uh, it was not really uh, it was retracted, but it was also constricted a little bit. And so maybe if we um, expand a little bit across the cuspids, we can retract a little bit more. We really don't need a lot of um, lower IPR. If we look at the Bolton, she does have a little bit of a mandibular excess, but uh, uh, certainly um, not that much, and particularly since she's still just a slight, slight class two. So all we really are going to do is send that back and adjust that Bolton, actually reduce the lower IPR, uh, and expand just a little bit more so that we can retract those anteriors uh, a little bit. So now there's um, more minimal uh, IPR in the lower, and you can see we've got uh, uh, more retraction uh, of those upper teeth. So I think that's going to be a, a nice look for her, and we've got 14 aligners uh, to do it in. Uh, there's no overcorrections here because we're kind of building in the, uh, the, the movement, and there's no real issue with her rotations or in and out of position to begin with anyway. So her final result, and I say final, actually I should put it in quotes because there is just a hint of a few spaces remaining, 
And so uh, with uh, the light package, we could order another refinement if we wanted to to tighten it up entirely. And so in these photos, we were actually planning on uh, offering her a few more additional liners to really tighten those spaces up, but she actually um, uh, was more worried about uh, getting married and so has not yet uh, uh, come, come back for her additional liner offer to uh, finish things up. But it still was a great uh, treatment for her to get things done in the time frame that she needed. Let's look at Peyton, a 15-year-old female. She's class one, mild crowding, a little more complicated case than what we've looked at so far because of a posterior crossbite. And because of the crossbite, she has a mild CRCO shift. So when we, when we look at her, uh, we can see that we do have uh, a crossbite all the way back on that uh, left-hand side. And so that might be a, a red flag right away on what uh, kind of uh, case product, because we absolutely, in a young patient, want to expand and correct that posterior crossbite. And because of that, uh, based on my experience, and again, if I were treating it with fixed, we would also make the consideration of needing to use a transpelval arch or potentially using propel to um, uh, irritate the bone and uh, help stimulate um, movement to help increase the, the chance of correcting the bite uh, with just uh, aligners alone. And we're going to, uh, in her case, have some overcorrections to, to deal with. So because of the crossbite, uh, we certainly um, can jump right ahead fixed appliances, uh, at least as adjunctive fixed appliances in the form of a, a transpalatal arch. So our special instructions, we want to be clear to the tech, let's over-treat that crossbite. You know, if we were going to treat her with fixed and expect to correct the crossbite, we're never going to put in just a normal-sized arch wire. We're going to need to put in an over-expanded arch wire to get to where we want to go. So we're absolutely going to have to uh, over-expand with the aligners. And then again, we have a few over-corrections uh, that I just want to dial in at the end for the rotations of some of the incisors. So our first ClinCheck that we get back uh, has addressed the problem list, but went about it not exactly how I would like it to be. So if we look at her ClinCheck, we can see, jumping to the correction, that yes, in fact, we do have the crossbite slightly overcorrected, overtreated really, which is great. However, we can see some lingual cusps really, really hanging down. Uh, and so they made way too much dental correction. I need more of a skeletal correction. So we absolutely need uh, buckle root torque on these upper molars uh, to uh, get a true lasting correction. Uh, other than that, the, uh, the setup 
honestly looks pretty good. So this, again, is an instance where I'm not going to talk to the tech or yell at them. I'm just simply going to go in with my 3D controls and make those corrections with them. And again, it's once you get used to using the controls, very, very quick and easy. I mean, it literally is a matter of grabbing on to uh, the controls and, and moving the teeth, um, doing some overexpansion, and, and, and just very quickly making some changes. So that's what I did. And now when that ClinCheck came back, um, I'm very happy with the fact that we've got the buckle root torque that we need in those molars. When we look at the, the finish, um, we, we've got that. Um, I recommend, by the way, having a darker background when you're looking at your cases. So that way, when I click to look at that, now my lingual cusps are tucked up nicely compared to what they, what they were, and it's just easier for me to visualize. Um, you'll notice that uh, we still have it nicely overexpanded, uh, and that all looks very good. And then we also then just have a few overcorrections of um, some uh, positions of those uh, incisors initially. And so this also was a, a case from the era of two-week changes, so not a great number of aligners, but again, the software was designed at that time for two-week changes. And so when we look at uh, um, the, the uh, end result, uh, we do see a nice finish. Um, the uh, crossbite has been resolved. Our torque is, is good, and um, uh, we did not need to use auxiliaries of any type, and we did not need to order additional aligners because we had things over-treated in the initial uh, clin check. And so you can see we are looking at uh, uh, slight overcorrection of the uh, rotations here, and then when we look at our photos compared to the ClinCheck, it really came out uh, very, very close. Now, a question that I often get asked is, um, why didn't you put on uh, attachments on those molars? Uh, today, particularly with optimized attachments, some would have gone on probably. Uh, I would, uh, could have used uh, some gingerly beveled attachments to grip, but in a younger growing patient, uh, oftentimes, we're guiding eruption more than we're forcing teeth around, and she had good clinical crown height, so I did not uh, use attachments on these teeth, and uh, they did come out okay. Uh, and if we can see that here, looking at the, uh, the resolution of that crossbite. And again, we did not need additional aligners. So a 13-month um, treatment with 27 aligners, and again, making my retainers from the ClinCheck, which is going to continue to nicely hold that overtreated crossbite. Let's play on through here. We've uh, got just one or two cases to look at yet, and then we should have some time for questions and answers. Uh, you can tell this guy is a serious golfer, uh, a little more worried about uh, uh, keeping that uh, iron uh, on the green, then he's worried about uh, Mount Kilauea behind him. 
Let's look at Julie, a 19-year-old female, class one, previous crowding, or previous orthodontic treatment, rather, with some relapse of crowding. Pretty straightforward case. Uh, class one, you know, had her pores out. She's got some crowding, and that's her concern. Uh, we again see some pretty bu uh, wide buccal corridors, so it might make some sense to uh, do a little expansion there. Uh, but she's also away at school. And so logistically, uh, we want to keep the treatment simple and, uh, and, and get done as, as, as reasonably as we can. So it's just a matter of doing a little bit of uh, decrowding, maybe needing to do some IPR to help with that, uh, and then overcorrecting that little bit of crowding that we see. So what product? Well, certainly not a lot to do, honestly. Um, we've got um, probably two millimeters or less per arch, um, not a lot of rotations to do, uh, and we're not changing the AP. So uh, certainly I think uh, treating her as an express case uh, would make some sense, and, and that's what we chose to do for her. So the first ClinCheck that came back uh, really is also pretty darn close. Well, frankly, we're not having to do that much. And so if we look at it, we can see our seven aligners, and um, we've improved the overbite. We straightened out that lower incisor. Uh, and it's not bad, but it's also not as good as it can be. Uh, because we didn't uh, do uh, any expansion. Uh, we can see, uh, looking front to back, uh, if anything, those cuspids tipped in a little bit, so that's not acceptable. Uh, so let's take that one back to the drawing board and do a little bit of expansion. And also, in seven aligners, we're not going to do, do an overcorrection because that will take away from those aligners but we can do a little over-movement or a little over-treatment. And so now uh, we broaden the cuspids out a little bit. And if we look at the uh, upper arch, you can see now we've expanded and the arch form is a little more symmetrical. And then in the lower arch, um, we started with that central lingual and just in our seven aligners, we used the 3D controls as much as we could just to move it a hair labial, and the same with the left lateral. And her final result is pretty much spot on to where we would want it to be. Um, we shipped her off, and uh, there's our upper arch, our lower arch comparison, and you can see just slightly the over-treatment did work out, and she was a two-month treatment, uh, seven upper aligners. We did change, have her change at weekly after the first week. Dr. Sarenthal mentioned that uh, normally with the very limited products, um, one weeks aren't recommended because we do need to turn on the, the teeth to movement, in other words, to get the osteoclast and osteoblast moving. So usually we'll have that first aligner go two weeks, 
and then they go to one week and, of course, monitor uh, the fit very well. And so, interestingly, um, we saw her at Christmas break, and then she came back at spring break, and it looked beautiful. And so we made her retainers and then shipped them to her. Uh, so a very, very efficient treatment um, because we only saw her once um, actually to order her retainers at, at the end. So in summary, we're all looking for the best clinical outcomes, obviously, uh, and, and trying to find the right product to fit that. Well, the biggest thing, again, is number one, we need to do what's best for the patient and then ultimately find the package that suits that. Now, there's other things to take in consideration beyond just the case. Um, and, and if we want to get into really what counts, too, when it comes to a matter of the ability to do additional aligners or not, uh, if you do a lot of additional aligners in your practice, um, then you certainly want to have a product that allows you to have the ability to do that without extra charges, although I would challenge you in a routine case if you can set the clinic check up, ideally with some overcorrections and overtreatments, you'll really cut your additional liners down. Another factor to consider, uh, if you look at those uh, grids that uh, Dr. Sterenthal showed, uh, some of them are... Um, uh, appropriate because you can earn extra points towards uh, awards, in other words, to reduce your lab bill. And so for those of you that are high volume uh, aligned providers, as you know, uh, our lab bill is already discounted. And so if we do a lesser product, um, the discount doesn't have as much bearing and some of the low end products get no discount or certainly don't um, add up to giving us more um, award points. Uh, and so there is a little financial consideration uh, in that you may still want to order a more comprehensive product so that uh, uh, you have more options available uh, for refinement and so on, and it really is not that much more cost. So another way of saying that, um, now Align has a product uh, option really for every case type. So I would have to say every case really should be an Invisalign case. Uh, certainly we try and make that in our, in our practice. Uh, I like this, uh, this uh, quote from Jeff Taylor, who I don't know who he is, but the beaten path is the safest, but I gotta say that the traffic is terrible. We are going to have time for some Q&A here. Um, if uh, you would like to hang on for another 10 minutes, we will absolutely get into that in detail. Uh, as you can see on the slide in front of you, um, you will get CE credit for this course. So please um, write uh, down the uh, uh, link here that you see on the page that will earn you uh, credit. So. Uh, by all means, copy this down, and I'll, I'll get back to this page in, in just a minute. We are going to have a Q&A now, and so please um, uh, submit your questions via the Q&A pod 
that uh, you should see on your screen, and then we will answer your questions as time allows. And if we even have more time, if no one has any questions, I do have a couple bonus cases and also can talk in more detail about overcorrections. So I look forward to hearing some of your questions now. So we'll go ahead and start with questions. I don't think we need to um, worry about a lack of questions. The first question um, for Dr. Kahneman is, when we see the teeth are not tracking, when should we submit for refinement? Is it immediately or after a few more aligners? Um, well, there, that's all of the above. I guess the, the, the quick answer is, why aren't they tracking how far off are they? If, if they're close, in other words, in your estimate, if they're within a liner, one aligner or two of being where they should be, um, you should be able to, number one, back up, uh, or number two, add a crimping, uh, with a crimping plier, add a dimple or something to help them grip more tightly. The biggest thing is instructing the patient to monitor carefully. I like to use this analogy when we deliver our aligners. I like to say your, that first aligner, as you know, always just snaps on beautifully. I said, see how that snaps in there, Julie? It's like a Tupperware lid. It fits so well that if you turn your bowl of old chili upside down, you're not going to lose anything. That's how your aligners should always fit. And so as you're going through your aligners, um, if you come to one that's not snapping down, go back to your old one, wear it for a couple extra days, and then move forward. So we can really cut down tracking issues if we really have the patient do a much better job of monitoring their progress. But overall, if you feel that you're more than a half a millimeter out of the aligner uh, and, and uh, you don't think you can recapture it with just backing up one, then yeah, the earlier you order uh, additional liners, the better. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Gottman. And we actually have a couple of questions in particular about overcorrecting. Um, if the doctor doesn't feel comfortable changing the individual orientations of the teeth, what's the best way to relay the overcorrecting message to the tech, the, their technicians? Very good. Well, first of all, absolutely get comfortable moving the teeth uh, with, with those 3D controls. And you can practice to your heart's content on a case and just hit the reset button as many times as you want to so you won't have to worry about uh, messing up a case that you want to send in. There's also a sample folder that you get that you can play with cases um, that you're hopefully your rep will show you where it's at so you can really get comfortable. But Otherwise, um, as I quickly went through in my presentation, um, well, and let me qualify over corrections a little bit. Uh, today, the state of the art is if you want a movement to happen at that very end, in those last three aligners that uh, um, you saw in some of those cases, uh, you still have to tell the tech. Um, if you put a movement in with the 3D controls, uh, as I did in that express case, that movement's going to happen throughout all of the aligners. If you want only a little detailing at the very end, the true overcorrection, as you saw, there were brown bars that indicated those were overcorrections, you still have to tell the tech. 
And so, as you saw in my special instructions, I had a list of them for each case. The, the quick answer is if I see a rotation, if a tooth is rotated measly in, I'm going to have them overcorrect it measly out. Five degrees is the number I give them. If I see a tooth that's lingual, I'll have them overcorrect it labial 0.2 millimeters. Those are the two parameters as far as numbers for telling the tech to do an overcorrection. Thank you. Um, thanks for sharing your cases. Um, there's a doctor who often has problems with maxillary laterals tracking, especially when they need to be extruded. Do you have any tips, Dr. Case? I do indeed. Uh, first of all, the, the good news is if the, the teeth are being extracted, uh, in theory, uh, a half a millimeter or more, an optimized attachment should go on which are excellent at controlling the teeth and they've gotten much better. And absolutely in your preferences, um, with, with the new changes in ClinCheck, there is a part where you can choose to, under your preferences to have them automatically place the largest optimized attachment. Make sure that box is changed. As a routine, all of my cases I have in my preferences, I have gingerly beveled attachments on my upper laterals to hold on to those laterals because they do want to squeeze out of the tray without a doubt. And so that's in my preferences. And then if the software detects more movement, it will replace them with an optimized attachment. So absolutely a lateral should either have an optimized attachment or in my view, a gingerly beveled attachment. All right, um, another question for you is, how much consideration is given to the, pro to the profile in deciding the treatment for the first patient? Oh, totally. You want to give consideration to the profile, well, and particularly get the patient's um, opinion as well. Uh, you know, some people feel their teeth stick out too far. Other people, you know, like a full toothy smile. So as long as the teeth are in a physiologic position as far as health goes, I'm certainly going to get some input, input from the patient rather than an arbitrary um, decision on my part or based on the, the cephalogram if, if um, you're taking one of those. So um, that's going to factor in. Just realize that certainly protrusion, you can consider that the same as crowding. You've got to find place to move those teeth if you're going to reduce the protrusion. So you're either going to get it by expanding or having to do more IPR. Thank you. Um, and this one's for Dr. Sarenthal. Um, is the current standard one-week aligner changes, or do I need to specify one-week changes in my clinical preferences? Uh, you don't need to specify anything. The number of stages in your ClinCheck plan will reflect the complexity of the case and any other preferences, and it's up to you to decide if you're going to deliver them weekly or increase it based on the patient type, compliance, any other factors, and so on. Uh, we just recommend that you do not do weekly aligner wear in the Express 5 and Express uh, package for seminal stages, uh, but it, it, everything else is up to you. 
right, excellent. Thank you, Dr. Sterenthal. Um, this one's back to Dr. Kahneman. Uh, how much do you trust the resulting black triangle in your ClinChecks? How often do you trust the ClinCheck black triangles and ask for anterior IPR to address them? Um, the the ClinCheck, to be sure, is a cartoon. Uh, and so I'm going to look at the clinical photos. And in an adult, certainly if they have crowded teeth, uh, and if they've already had a little bit of gingival recession be just because of the aging process, and I uncrowd those teeth, I know I'm going to create a black triangle. And certainly if I, there's a black triangle to begin with, and again, I'm going to look at the clinical photos, not so much the ClinCheck, uh, then um, absolutely I will uh, either forewarn the patient of black triangles or end up needing to do a little more IPR than I might otherwise want to to um, bring the teeth closer together to re reduce or minimize that black triangle. Thank you very much. Um, so the next question that we have is will ClinCheck move teeth less predictably if we ask for less aligners, or will the process automatically ask for more aligners so success can be more predicted? And that actually could be directed to Dr. Sterenthal as well, but Dr. Kahneman, if you can comment. The software keeps getting better and better in having more realistic uh, movements. By that, I mean the, 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 the velocity has been subtly adjusted um, over the last few years to reflect not only the one-week changes, uh, which is the standard protocol now, but also in, in learning from what are more difficult movements or not. And so when the ClinCheck comes back, uh, if it looks to me like there are way too few aligners to get done in what I think is going to take the clinical time, um, I'm not going to tell the, the tech to slow the velocity by adding 20 more stages um, because it's just uh, not feasible to, to on some other teeth have so little movement occurring, but I will more than likely then have the patient at some phase of their treatment go down to two-week changes, uh, again, so it feels like it's a more clinically realistic treatment time. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kahneman. We're at time today for our webinar. Thank you, everyone, so much for your time. Thank you, Dr. Kahneman and Dr. Sterenthal for presenting today. Um, you will be emailed a link uh, to this presentation so you can reference the latest date. And thank everyone for all of your questions. Have a great thank day. You. Thank you. Bye-bye.